Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and this is Passionate DJ After Dark. <laughs> With me is Trip Turlington. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm eyeballing the storm out here. I've always wanted to do this. This is Trip Turlington reporting live from Dayton, Ohio, where we have what looks to be torrential downpour. <laughs> and, it, and we are, that is absolutely 100% real audio capture that you're hearing there. We're not adding sound effects. We're just riding out the storm. Right, <laughs> right. Hopefully, we don't lose power during this conversation. Yeah. If we do, thankfully, Ableton will back up everything and restore. But uh, <laughs> That's the theory, anyway. Yeah, that's the, that's the running theory. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so I just wanted to take this episode to go over kind of the latest happening, industry happenings. There's been a lot of hardware news going on in the DJ space, and so Tripp and I have been kind of hanging out and maybe poking fun a little bit at the uh, pioneer uh, the pioneer and the <laughs> djm tour unit man you want to take a moment and oh, just address man. that <laughs> well i mean we addressed it a couple of episodes ago and and i mean just the unit itself just in my opinion now i mean this is of course objective um but uh it just looks kind of ridiculous you know they look like oversized, you know, brick laptops from like the late nineties or something. With a little mechanical trackball <laughs> and the giant buttons that you can hear from three rooms over. Exactly. Clunk. Um you know, or or way overcomplicated battleship <laughs> you know, game units or uh I don't know, but um I, you know, so we've already poked enough fun at the way it looks. Um, but pioneer is doubling down on this thing today. Apparently, um, what is it? The 28th of August, 27th of August. And I mean, pioneer has put out two or three different posts today. Don't forget about the tour one. Don't forget about the tour one, you know? And it's like the, the, I have yet to see any positive comments on it (laughs) and you know, we already knew there was going to be a premium attached to that because sure, of pioneer what it is. tax, right? Right. But who knew that two CDJ units and a mixer were going to run you sixteen thousand dollars? That's right. you're not <laughs> you're not hearing that wrong, folks. Like sixteen thousand dollars well and we were talking in the pre-show you said something about well hey if this is really a tour system the 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 mega like festival kind of standard is for cdj so now you're tacking another 10 grand onto that right right for those whatever tour ready <laughs> cdjs right. and that's before any warranty or right <laughs> yeah we any- pulled up a site and th- there was like a four-year warranty you could tack on for like 1600 additional <laughs> right. dollars right and it's like so you're you're pushing per unit per unit was it per unit yeah it was per oh, unit geez. not 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 for the whole system it was it was like 12 14 1600 for each piece that you that you bought so like yeah i just i mean i get it pioneer i mean you guys are you know you know uh king shit but like 
I just uh, I get that they want to make the Cadillac, right? Right, or, right. or whatever. But, but that's not it. Like to me, the Nexus Two system is it. Like yeah. that's you know <laughs> we <laughs> we uh, we actually took the time to uh, uh, look through some of these comments. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are are pretty gold. Um, one here. Uh, one guy says, so basically it's a CDJ 2000 Nexus two with a $3,000 touch screen. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's a good point. Like what, that's right. really all it adds. Isn't that's it? all you're buying. Yeah. Yeah. Or $3,000 touch screens. Like, I mean, it's just, and, and who is that for? Like, I mean, and I, cause to me, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for all of the touring DJs that are out there, that might use this. I mean, I mean, there's always you know somebody out there that's going to buy this thing, right? But also well, the screen comes up and down like a clamshell, right? And right. we were looking at one of the one of the sales pages and, and having a good laugh at the, <laughs> at the, the action, action photo shot. <laughs> where he saw like a ghost image of it in each different <laughs> position between open and close, in case you were confused as to how that worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so you've got this. This cumbersome clamshell thing, right? And they're calling it a touring unit, right? Okay, so you're wanting to take all these, like you're adding additional fragility right. and expense to these touring units, right? For something that people aren't going to be using at home or in their home studios, right. realistically, because right. who's, I mean, even maybe the very, very, very top tier of DJs might want to do that if they just. Have, like their toys, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah, and have 30 grand to blow, I mean, which right. the top of the top do. But, but we're, we're talking, you know, target market of 10 or 20 people, it seems. <laughs> like what, <laughs> right. Which maybe if you're charging so, 30 grand for a full setup is is worth it. Exactly, but. and that is so, and to that point, it doesn't even warrant, you know, a sponsored Facebook post out to the masses, <laughs> you know, don't forget to pick up your tour one. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who exactly are you marketing to here? Right. Yeah. Somebody in marketing over at Pioneer needs a slap on the hand. I, I, I don't I don't generally advocate for people getting fired. So, you know, <laughs> slap on the hand, a demotion or something. But yeah, somebody somebody needs to figure out quickly over at Pioneer. Maybe they know something we don't know. And, I, and as Pioneer, I'm sure they do, but I don't know. Man. I just I don't <laughs> Cause I mean, you know, I mean myself, you know, I you know, I, I'm I'm just one person. You know, I of course don't uh, represent the entire DJ demographic. But you know, when I was looking at new gear, uh, when I realized that my DJM 600 and uh, was was obsolete, and when I was looking to you know get into the CDJ digital game, you know, I was comparing the price of two CDJ Nexus and uh, or two thousand Nexus and the DJM 900 Nexus, and that's what I wanted. You know, yeah. that's that's what I wanted. But, you know, could I have done that? Sure. But then when I looked at all of the functionality that we've got in the DDJ series, you know, whether it's the SX or, or the SZ or the RX or the RZ or now the RXZ, 
you know, or RZX, whatever it is. I think it's RZ. ZX, yeah. I'm not even sure if there's an X. Yeah, the, the, the new is flagship there? one with the video and all of that capability. Oh, that one has the X. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's so confusing. I know, right? <laughs> like, starting to lose track of all the two and three letter little combos. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Sounds like we need an ultimate guide. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or at least an updated one. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, you know, even then, when you compare the amount of functionality that you have in the DDJ series controllers um, to the Nexus setup, it's not that far off. And actually, the the DDJs have some additional functionality that the Nexus doesn't have. Now, granted, I mean, the Nexus setup, ha- it, you know, is full balls, but, um, you know, when you compare everything, depending on what you're looking for, I, you can pick up a Nexus controller for at or slightly over $2,000, depending on which one you're, you're looking for. If you're, you know, into the flagship models or you can get one of the more, you know, mobile friendly, uh, X version, you know, RX or SX and all those, um, SX2, pick one of those up for around a grand, yeah. you know, if not a little bit higher, um, you know, versus, a 900 and two 2000s, you know, which at the time, you know, when I was looking at all that, you know, setting you back six grand. And if you still want, you know, a Serato and don't have the extra, you know, unit or all of that. Pioneer finally started to get really smart about uh, product uh, placing products in a pricing tier. They used to be really bad about that. True. And in the recent, you know, the last couple of years, you know, they've, they've really, they've got a little something for every little market uh, or budget segment right right um and it's all generally compatible if you're using like a record box or a, even serato yep. you know across the board you can move from one to the other and know what you're doing and you know, they finally kind of got it together on that it used to be you would they would really screw you on like they would give you a really nice mixer but it would have one feature missing that's like a killer feature that they t- so totally could have added. Right. Like, just put that feature in and give me 50, and I'll pay you 50 more bucks and we'll call it a day. Call it, call but it you would right. have to upgrade to, you know, the $400 more model of whatever it was. <laughs> They've gotten a lot better about that. Yeah. Yeah. But then, so then they come out with this crazy Starship Enterprise thing. <laughs> And it's like, I mean, okay, I guess they're covering literally every right, <laughs> price I, demographic I there. Yes, but. Well, and, and and on one of those, I even saw where somebody said it doesn't have action pads, so it's garbage. <laughs> and I, I I had just woken up, or I was up late from uh, from being on call for work, and like next thing I I mean I that that comment just had me snickering all <laughs> like all of you know fifteen minutes under my breath trying not to wake up the baby and like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, I mean, it just, I, I, you know, like we were talking in the pre-show, I think it just bears, you know, bringing back up because I'm curious what other people think of this, you know, like, so if you guys are listening, leave some comments. I mean, you know, who yeah, is sure. this tour one for? Would any of you consider picking it up, whether you're not, you had 20 or 30 grand to blow on a full two or four CDJ setup? Like, me personally, if I had the thirty grand to do it, you know, I don't think that I would. Yeah, know? that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I mean, it's one thing to have the money and just want to blow it, but it's another thing to be a DJ and know what 
uh, tools that you want to, you know, better support what you, your craft and what it is that you do, um, with some added functionality, you know, uh, back to the earlier comment that we read though, you know, do you really want to pay $3,000 per unit for a touchscreen? I don't think it's worth that. Now, did you, it's kind of funny because we talked a week or two ago about, uh, how, Pioneer has always been kind of the company that has kind of kept laptops and things out of the booth. And then mm-hmm. they started scrambling to put like a record box DJ into that uh, software DJ market, you know, right. to compete with Serato and Tractor and, right. and Virtual DJ. Um, so they started kind of going that direction, which was kind of a weird move for Pioneer. Yep. But then they've got this touring thing which I assume is just running on the hardware. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's no laptop involved with this, as far as I can see. So there has to be some kind of visual processing on the CDJs that doesn't exist on the standard model or something. Right. Something yeah, else some going kind of on GPU, there. GPU, whatever. But it, it's just weird. I'm I'm trying to figure out. Okay, where's Pioneer going with this? Which right. which direction are they going? Do they want us to go to software? Do they want to do integrated systems? Which is what other groups are starting to experiment with now. Um, I think it was Thud Rumble came out with a new mixer that has like a, a, a CPU integrated into the unit not itself. A, not even a CPU. I, I mean, it's a full-on computer. The Is thing it? will run Windows 10 okay. and whatever software you want to put on it, and it's a touch screen, the, the, the whole nine yards, um, it, which is really interesting to watch it in action. But... Um, you know, for, for me though, like that's, that's a mixer that you buy for your own home studio. So like you can't like, right. I mean, unless, unless you're in a situation where you've already worked this out or it's your touring mixer, that sort of thing where you, you've got a stage manager or a, a, a venue promoter that's, that's already like ready to hot swap mixers or set you up off to the side or something like that. But even that still sounds kind of like a a hassle, no more or less, I guess, than, you know, the swapping of, you know, laptops that we've been doing for, I don't know, 10, 12 years now, or (laughs) however long, you know, Serato and tractor have been out, but it's, it's one of those things like, so I guess we should say it's a Thud Rumble Invader mixer. Yep. It's about the size and shape of a, like a Pioneer S9 or a, you know, a Rain TTM, yeah. that, you know, that kind of standard two-channel. Developed by uh, Qbert. Yes. Yeah. Um, each side is lined with what look kind of like arcade buttons from the picture. I don't know if they actually operate that way or not, but right. that same kind of thing you might see on a MIDI fighter, maybe a little smaller. And uh, it's got just a flat, I don't know what size it is, uh, I would say probably, that's seven probably inch. a uh, yeah somewhere to the tune of like somewhere between seven and ten inches something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, screen built right into the top, um, which is pretty neat. But it's to me it's like okay that's cool and like you said it's one of those things that you're going to use at home because it's always going to feel hacky I think unless because how are you going to use that out somewhere unless it's just you, you right, know, like you right. said, if it's your touring mixer or something. Whereas with like the Pioneer mixers, you, you know, the, as long as you've purchased that upgraded pack from Tractor or um, or Serato or whatever, then you can just plug right in to, right. you know, the, the mixer via USB that way. And, it, and, you know, so 
every DJ can just come up and plug into the same mixer and use their laptop to do what they do a right. lot less. Hot otherwise, you're going to be like, uh, before the gig, can I come up and like install Virtual DJ 8 and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, it's going to be right. a huge pain, right? But um, it's cool because it's a great proof of concept. Right, Because right. it looks like people are starting to say, hey, we don't have many other places to go other than these integrated embedded systems. Right. And that's, so this is still, um, I believe these are all still prototype. I don't think that these are ready for sale yet, but, um, but the, there's, there's a feature set that, that is listed here at DJ tech tools. And, um, it looks like it's a touch screen. This, this says that it looks to be about a 10 inch screen. Okay. Um, uh, I don't, but I mean, if that's a 10 inch mixer, I would, I think I would err on the side of caution. I think you're right. Yeah. Probably closer to seven or eight inches. And they show a running tractor, which right. is interesting because the tractor screen does not fit terribly well on what is essentially a netbook size screen, mm, right. um, especially for using more than just two basic decks and stuff, which I guess you probably wouldn't with this particular mixer. But another thing that I would bring up about this, as far as the prototype is concerned um, uh, you know, Pioneer with the with the CDJs and other. I think there's been a couple of others, um, that have figured out that you know the flat screen is not really conducive to your environment in in the booth. Mm. Uh, you know, even just putting, you know, whatever that is, what is it, a thirty or a forty uh, degree tilt to that screen, so that it's you know more direct with your eyes. You know, that way you're not like, you know, rubbernecking up and over, you know, to try to see different things. You know, everything is, you know, front and center and, and directed ergonomically at your face. I think that 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 should be something that they would or that could be something that they would look look into for future iterations of this. Uh, looks like it's a two channel mixing section uh, with EQ, 8Q buttons, uh, arcade style for each deck. So you were right about that. Uh, looks like it's running Windows 10, <laughs> um, Intel processor. And, you know, this is coming from a Windows guy. Like, I've got Windows 10 on all my machines now. And, I mean, I guess it's fine. But, you know, there's so many, like, you know, security, like, questions about it. And what is it actually doing? And, you know, uh, performance-wise, I guess it's fine. I, I haven't had any major problems with it. But, you know, at, at this day and age, we're just, you know we're still, you know, arguing over Mac versus PC and right. Windows 10 did nothing for that argument. You know, <laughs> as far as I know, most people who are technically savvy on the on the Windows PC side of things are still screaming, don't leave Windows 7. <laughs> I gotta say, I so I'm I'm a multi-platform user. This is like kind of getting off into the weeds a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. I'm a multi-platform user. I use my MacBook, you know, Mac OS for my everyday whatever. Right. You know, get my photos off my phone and browse the internet and general work and stuff. Right. And then my production production PC is a Windows 10 machine. Gotcha. Um, and so far, I've been perfectly fine with it. Yeah. Um, it seems to stay out of my way for the most part, which is what I liked about Windows 7. 7, right. Um, but I also haven't really pushed it. It's not my what I use for my everyday workhorse stuff. Right. It's very function-specific. So. Yeah. Um, are you using Windows 10 on your 
DJ machine? Yep, or? yep. Uh, How's that going? So far, so good. I mean, like I said, I mean, it, the, my my biggest complaint not to get not to stay out in the weeds, but um, is there are a lot of articles out there that uh, bring up a bunch of privacy issues as far as the data mining and collection and uh, storage that. Windows 10 does and the uh, analytics that they're doing on that stuff. So, and I mean, that's, you know, maybe that's just the current IT environment that we live in, but, um, and I don't know how much, you know, they're actually going to collect off of a DJ mixer, but, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, when it comes to uh, your operating system that, you know, kind of turns me off being, you know, a, mm. a, a techie guy, you know, I just, I'm like, you know, it just feels dirty. <laughs> like, I don't want to know what people are searching for. I really don't. Right. <laughs> so, so here's one cool use for something kind of like the Stud Rumble mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Native Instruments started using this uh, what they call I think NKS standard. Oh, Is that the, right. Like uh, the, I think so. Isn't that the um, to help them do like cross platform right. and uh, development for their plugins and stuff so that it can right. integrate with, you know, so if like Novation or somebody wants to come out with something that works with one of their plugins or whatever. Right. Like their screens can display properly and their I, I first heard about it because of like the MIDI on crack. You know? Yeah. The the <laughs> control um the the control series uh, MIDI keyboards that integrate with uh, uh, Native Instruments Complete yeah. uh, software. They opened up that platform at, and using the the NKS uh, um, standard, and now they've got third party companies that are actually making uh, their software directly compatible and controllable without having to do manual MIDI mapping. Like yeah. you just. You know, I don't remember all of the companies that are doing it, but you know, you can just open up a, a soft synth, you know, from one of these third party companies, and all of your knobs are already like, you know, mapped. So you don't have to like, you know, map a reverb and map a delay and map, right. you know, your cutoffs. Plus, it can be and, used, I think, for for visual feedback for whether right. if you have screens right. yeah. or like uh, LED digit displays or something, yeah. you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, so do you see where I'm kind of getting at here? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they've started doing that with tractory things. Right. Um, I haven't seen anything about that, but I think that would be cool if they could start kind of opening those standards up. Sure. You know, they're uh, from their tractor side of things. Then you know, somebody comes out with this kind of thud rumble mixer, and now suddenly those problems I was talking about with squishing everything down to a small screen get mm, a lot better. Right. Because they can build a custom interface, exactly. or they can do the same thing that the Control S8 does and have like a small screen that's smart and changes depending on what you're doing, what and, you're doing. and all right. that kind of stuff. Right. So yeah, that that would be a, a pretty cool use for something like that. So last couple of points on that thud rumble. Um, uh, for the for the, the current prototypes, there's currently no sound card, although it says that they are working with Native Instruments to have an audio interface made. So Really? Yeah. They're working with Native Instruments. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to, to see how that... that. And, and that would make sense because Qbert is a tractor guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know that um, they would a- actually make the Serato interface, you know, uh, and build that in as well, but I wonder if what we're actually seeing is the beginnings of like the the Control Z something. 
mixer, you know, right, like to replace right. the Z2. Yeah, right. To be, but fully embedded like that to where you don't need a laptop or whatever. You can just have that piece of hardware. Yeah. Hmm. And then the last point, it says additional HDMI out for video mixing. So, oh, okay. You know, I guess that, I guess that would be kind of cool. You know, if you're, it, I mean, kind of defeats the purpose of having that screen right there other than for the touch screen purpose. But, hmm. you know, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it it depends on the application. Like if you've got, you know, a spare monitor at home that you want to mount to the wall and then have that like, you know, duplicate your screen out so that, you know, you can see it better, but you can still, you know, use the touch screen. You know, maybe that's cool, but. Does the article mention anything about a price point for a final product? Uh, it says that the expected price is about 1700 bucks. That's not too hateful, that's really. Really, right. I wonder where what they're basing that on. Is that just like, you know, DJ Tech Tools guess, or is that Thud Rumble saying that? You know, yeah, it's hard hmm. to say. Interesting. Uh, but it does say that um, even though the what we're seeing out right now is all prototypes, it says that uh, shipping is expected to be at the end of 2016. Oh wow! So it's it's there, right? Yeah. So I mean, we're talking you know beta testing right now. So okay. before final hmm. product. So. That'll be that'll be really cool to see how that how that goes. I mean, and and because it was built by you know or designed by Qbert or with Qbert in mind, you know, I would expect it to primarily be a a a battle mixer. Like this isn't going to replace a DJM mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like you said, maybe it's the start of a of a new uh, design and and you know with new workflows and, and things in mind for other manufacturers, including Pioneer. It's a cool kind of innovation to watch for sure, right. because even if this isn't the the killer app or the killer project that, that does it, right. we're kind of seeing the evolution of the next the next thing, I right. think. Right, right. Um, yeah. And if, if Pioneer gets a hold of it, though, I wonder what the price point on that oof. would be. <laughs> Yikes, I don't even want to think about it. $11,000! <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the the DJM two thousand Mark II or something. <laughs> right. uh, did you see that Pioneer released a new upgrade to the XDJ one thousand player? Yeah, so they came out with like a Mark II of that uh, of that unit too. Do you know is that just like an iter- iterative release, or is there is there anything major that they've added to this one? I haven't really looked into it too much. Um, I haven't I, I haven't dissected it entirely, but. Um, to me, it looks like just another iteration, but it does have some uh, stuff on it that wasn't on the previous one. So, like, now you can use it uh, to read, like, FLAC and ALAC files. Mm. Um, it looks like um, they upgraded the screen. So now it's a, a full the full-on Nexus 7-inch touchscreen. Uh, still has the, like, QWERTY keyboard and all of the stuff from before. Um, one of the interesting things about it though, um, is that they added support to where you can integrate this thing with, uh, their, uh, DDJ SP one unit. So, Oh, that's like the pads, uh, like right. effects controller. Yep. Or? Yep. yep, yep, yeah, yep. Okay. So, um, you know, so for everybody that doesn't like that about the Nexus, setup that it doesn't have you know the eight performance pads on the bottom of it like the ddj controllers do this is a way that you can have a nexus ish 
or I mean, it is a Nexus setup. Um, these XDJs are, um, uh, are, are they, they uh, the XDJs, uh, have a lot of the features from the Nexus to, um, CDJ. I see that's something that, uh, makes a lot of sense to me from pioneers to, to this XDJ thing. Mm-hmm really seems to be filling a market need that we were complaining about for a long time. Right. It at least gets us a lot closer to how do I have the normal CDJ set up at home without spending thousands and thousands and thousands of unnecessarily do- unnecessary dollars. Right. Um, but this still, gets you pretty close. It's pretty expensive yeah, still, I think. It's still pretty expensive because I looked at the XDJ route too when I went to, uh, when I was looking at upgrading my gear and at the time, you know, the, the CDJ 2000 Nexus was like you know just under what a couple of grand a pop or whatever it was, and this was running at about uh, between a, a thousand and twelve hundred, depending on what website you were shopping on, and you know so it cut the cost of the unit in half, and the only real noticeable difference uh, as far as the features that I was looking at is that one had you know a CD player and the other one didn't, you know. Yeah. So at that point though. You know, the way I justified it was, okay, I can buy two of those for a couple of grand, but I still need a mixer, you know? So if you already have a mixer and you want the the individual CDJ feel without, and you don't need the CDJ, uh, you know, CD loaders, then, you know, yeah, that's a, this is a great unit to, to uh, play around with and, and, and to get into that space. Uh, but if you still need a mixer and all of that, you know, the, the, those DDJ units are really hard to, you know, beat at the price point that they're at. Yeah. It's interesting. It's almost like Pioneer's kind of making everything meet in the middle. Like, right, right. We started with, they were just hardware, like strict hardware, CDs, analog mixer, whatever. Right. Uh, analog mixer is probably not correct, but hardware mixer. Yeah. And then... They started doing the controllers for Serato, and then Recordbox became a thing with CDJs, and then Recordbox DJ kind of brought Pioneer into the software thing. And now it's almost like they're headed towards... I, I'm wondering, like, what, what does DJing look like in five years from a hardware perspective? <laughs> right, because right. So what if we're all using these kind of embedded hardware-type systems that have... Maybe they're still using software and... CPUs and everything to run, but they're integrated into our devices and you know right. smart controllers, if you will. Sure. And then, so maybe something like the XDJ or whatever replaces it. These are just modular controllers and modular mixers, mm-hmm. and the whatever replaces the SZ and the RZXQ <laughs> triangle, <ABC>. whatever, <laughs> um, is all in one units. Right. And so it would make sense to, you know, going forward, maybe everything is smart, quote unquote, in that way, but there's just these modular versions and all in one versions. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of blending of those kind of things that happens all the time. So I wonder where that where that will be in five or ten years. Well especially because, you know, Pioneer decided to get into the software game. You know, that's that that's the part that you know, makes the whole, you know, um, makes the crystal ball really cloudy for me. Mm. You know, it'd be one thing if they didn't do that and Record Box DJ was still just the the hardware-based 
library management system that it started out as, but now it's full on DVS. Like, yeah. and, and that's the part that really confuses me about where everything is going because, you know, um, you know, I've mentioned before that when the, when the RZX dropped, I got super excited because I didn't see a laptop in any of the yeah. like promo materials and all that. And, okay, cool, that's the unit, that's the one, that's the one we've all been waiting for. You know, it's record box, you don't have to have Serato, you can, you know, do everything over here, and you can take the unit wherever you want, and, you know, it gets the laptop out of the way, but, you know, whatever. And then when it says that it's still required, then it's like, okay, so what are you doing, Pioneer? Like, you know, is is, so, you know, while the the software is always going to, you know, be compatible, Across hardware and software, regardless of, you know, the units that you're using from Pioneer, to me, it'll just be interesting to see how far they really push that or if they're actually going to listen to people and say, you know, for those of us that want the laptop, you know, for that experience to be able to use it with your hardware, that'd be cool. You know, give those people that option. And then for the other people who don't need the laptop, you know, Get it out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm wondering. Are they trying to be or become all things for all people, or are they trying to push us in a direction over right. a five or ten year period, right. one way or the other? And it's that's kind exactly of hard to what, tell. Yeah, that, that that crystal ball is super cloudy on all yeah. of that. Just because when you watch what they're releasing, you know, it it, it does. It just casts this you know cloud of you know mystery over what they're trying to do. Well, and now the the first sort of reviews and everything are coming in for the uh, SP16, I think it is. That's okay. Pioneer's new, what do they call it, Torres or Torres or something like that. Oh. It's, uh, it's, so it's like a standalone hardware sequencer Groove type, box type groove of box thing? type thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's like uh it, it's machine think, studio-ish. I was just gonna say I thought I saw I, I didn't look into it, but I did see like the 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 picture of it in yeah. the promo materials through like a Facebook. It's feed a or beautiful beautiful unit. Yeah. Um and it's uh, let me see, I wrote it down. I think it's hold on. Fourteen ninety nine, I think That's they released for it. It's really not. I mean it's it, it's so it's kinda like a machine studio, but it's fully standalone hardware based really um, it's got the built-in screens and the smart kind of interface and it's got all kinds of sequencer cells and all, it's a pretty neat hmm. device actually and, 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 that, and you know for pioneer for the pioneer tax i mean without knowing anything else about it right now uh, that's not a bad price point. yeah well when i first started reading about it i was like this is going to be like 2800 i was gonna say as, or, as we're we've been sitting here beating up on them most of this show about yeah. Yeah, I pioneer this and pioneer that yeah well, we're not pioneer's just pretty good but we're not just anti-pioneer <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no nothing we're not anti-pioneer it's no just i would actually thing. love one of these torres things right. i'm not sure how I'm you say have to that look more into i would it love to sure. play with one of those because yeah. it looks like a lot of fun um if you want, if you guys want to check it out, actually, I wrote a little uh, overview of it, uh, overview of it, which you can view at passionatedj.com forward slash Torres, T O R A I Z. So Trip's pulling it up now. So see how it's got like uh, the sixteen cell drum pads, that's, and then it's got like the screen on the gorgeous. right. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece. It's got the the sequencer at the bottom, kind of like an you know eight oh eight or right. That's yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I like it. 
Um, a little so that, bit of gear in me right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But then it's like, so when you bring a unit like this into, like, where does that fit in the mix as compared to like the Pioneer hardware effects units, mm. which are starting to feel a little clunky now right, to me. Right. Um, you know the uh, RMX units. Mm. Uh, where does it stand in comparison to? you know, record box features that they are adding in the future, you know, are they going to have these same kind of, in the way that Tractor does, where you have remix decks and, and you know, are they going to start incorporating that to compete with the native instruments and Serratos? Right, right. Um, but this is its own standalone proprietary thing, as far as I can tell. So I, I assume it can MIDI sync and all that, but how many how many standards are we going to have you know, across one company's product line. It's right. kind of weird, but, right. you know, this one kind of bridges the gap between production and DJing as well. It's, like you said, kind of a groove box yeah. setup, uh, but I was, I was it's gorgeous. Gonna, I was just about to say, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, a lot of times we, we think of groove boxes and, and, and um, you know, performance pad type of thing. You, you really, a lot of people attribute that more towards the production side, you know, unless you see people like a rap music or something like that, yeah. that, you know, just totally destroy finger drumming on, on, um, I think, uh, ill gates is another good example of people that just totally destroy the finger drumming game, uh, in DJ sets. Um, but you know, pioneer didn't put pioneer on there. They put pioneer DJ as the logo across the top of that thing. So, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, what's Serato up to? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I, I've seen the the buzz and the you know chatter about it, but I'm trying to figure out exactly what they're up to. They're into some kind of uh, collaboration. Yeah, looks like. Well, we'll find out for sure in 12 days, seven hours, 52 minutes, and 30 seconds <laughs> as, as we watch of, the countdown on their website. <laughs> as of this recording, um, so by the time uh, this actually makes it out. We may already know what it is by that point, but um, so we'll have to do a quick turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it looks, I mean, all we can do right now is speculate. It looks like, um, well, what we do know is that Serato and Roland are getting in bed together. Mm, so it could be a formidable force there. It could be, yeah. I mean, you know, for all of the gripes that people have had um, with certain aspects of Serato for a long time now, um, you know, when you when you team up, I mean, it's not that they have bad software though. Like, I mean, it's it's been one of the one of the primary players in the DVS space, um, and you know, I mean, I would venture to say, you know, most DJs right now are either run if they're running DVS then they're running either Tractor or Serato. Um, you know, Pioneer DJ is quickly coming up into that space. Um, but, you know, when you're one of the top two, I mean, it, you're there for a reason. But, you know, it's just interesting that for as tied to Pioneer as Serato was, now Pioneer DJ is coming up and they're kind of doing their thing and decoupling from uh, from Serato and now Serato is jumping into bed with Roland. Well, what's Roland going to bring to the table? You know, it's, I mean, it's interesting because I mean, when I you don't, think Roland, you think you know, ooh, you know, three hundred three, eight hundred eight, nine hundred nine. I don't and, think DJ stuff. I th right, I think right. hardware, but I don't. I think more 
production or drum machines right. or you know stuff like that. Yep. I, I don't think of DJing. So right. is Roland meeting Serato for DJ stuff or is Serato coming to Roland for production stuff? You know, right. what which which way is this going here? So what do we know? Uh, is there is there anything? Is there a press release? Is there is it just the website landing page? So far, um all I've seen is uh on the land on the landing site for Serato.com forward slash Roland. It says it's got a big, you know, countdown timer on there and it says you don't want to miss this. We've teamed up with one of the world's leading hardware manufacturers to create something truly unique. This will redefine what it means to DJ. Announcement coming soon. So, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it. I mean, all you can do is speculate at this point. I mean, you know, when when like Tractor came out with the S8 and totally did away with, uh, or what's it S4, S4 S8, and totally did away with the with the platters yeah, you know, and, and you know, and that, that totally flipped people's minds, you know, or whatever. And, but you're still DJing, mm-hmm. you know I mean? And, and people got used to that idea, but, um, I don't know that anybody would have thought of that. So if tractor would have came out and said, Oh, well, we've got this big announcement. It's going to totally change the way that you DJ. Sure. That's a true statement, but it wasn't, I don't know that I would have called that like truly groundbreaking. I mean, yeah, it's, well, I, it's definitely unique. And I've got to cut in here or else somebody's going to write in and, and correct us because oh. technically uh, Novation came out with the Twitch and that was the first one that I saw. Maybe there was one before uh, that. Somebody will still write in and correct me. Okay. But <laughs> the, the Twitch was, was very similar to uh, the S8. Okay. style without the screens and everything. Gotcha, it had the gotcha. touch strips and was like... E- we intend for you to use sync with this kind of, <laughs> kind of device. You know? Fair enough. Okay. Well, I've been, and I, I don't really follow Novation that much. Um, so yeah, I don't much either, but it was, I just remember seeing it because when I was first looking for, I think I was looking for my first all in one, like controller. Cause mm-hmm. this, so this would have been 2010, 2011 when I was in the S4, the very first one came out and okay. I ended up getting that. But I was eyeballing that, and and people were like, "Oh, this is really difficult to get used to not having jog wheels." And I was like, "Yeah, no kidding, that's got to be crazy." Now I'm an S8 owner, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, right, right. So um, I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody knows that you know Roland Gear is, you know, I mean, it's been you know top of the top of the stack for for decades. You know, I mean, it's just. It is what it is, um, but you know to say that they're going to bring something new to and truly unique, you know to to uh, quote a page there, um, it it it, it does it, it gets wheel spinning, but you know maybe I'm just because I'm not looking to solve any problem that is really like thinking so far outside of the box. Right. right. <laughs> you know, that I'm having trouble getting out of the box, you know? And it's also hard to not just be like, is this just marketing hype? Is this right. just the next toy or is it really something interesting? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the teaser on the landing page says two players, one sound, which is like, okay, there's probably some double entendre happening there. Right? <laughs> right. Two players, Serato and Roland, or are we talking about two players, you know, Dex or Dex and Mixer or something? Yeah, something so along what, that. What are you hinting at? Yeah. <laughs> probably by the time you hear this, you guys will know. So comment it up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our hardware updates for this week. Yeah. Feeling caught up. Yeah. It, what, it Feeling like my wallet's empty. But. <laughs> right. What well, was intended to just be, you know, your, your typical quick update, you know, a lot of things have been happening lately. So it'll be exciting to see how all of this stuff uh, uh, plays out and how it actually is received. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Passionate DJ Podcast. Easy. Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionatedj or on Twitter at DJ with Passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. I need you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Crack Commandments. One.